Drew Dixon back with you for another Bible Thump, and uh, we're in the book of Romans, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> try to encourage you from the book of Romans. We want you to think for a minute, um, like, we we just started a new year not too long ago. We're only into the second month of this year. I think I can, I think, I think this is still relevant. But, um, you know, interestingly, at New Year's, you've probably, like, you've probably already failed your New Year's resolution if you have one. Um, nowadays, I hear people talk about le- less about New Year's resolutions and more about intentions. You know, um, resolutions are out of favor, but what's in favor is intentions. So, um, you know, you might not have a, a a resolution to work out more or to, um, I don't know, start a new hobby or um, get more organized. Right? Those are all popular resolutions. But instead, what's cool nowadays is to have an intention. So my intention for 2023 is present. You know, I'm going to be present with my family. Or my intention for 2023 is, um, you know, self-love or whatever. I don't know. That's what I hear. It's what people do. (laughs) Trust me, okay? If you don't know about this, I promise you it's a thing. Uh, So what's your intention? But more importantly, how are you doing with that? Like, I bet if you made a resolution or an intention for 2023, like, you're already looking at it and going, like, "Mm, I kind of lost sight of that. Um, Like, to be honest, it's not that difficult for us as human beings to think of things that we don't like about ourselves. Even the most successful people who, you know, have wildly successful lives, make lots of money, like, um, accomplish amazing things, a lot of them look at their performance record and are disappointed. A lot of them look at the way they've invested their time, money, and energy and, and wish they had done el- they had done, done things differently. Um, where are you on that? My guess is it's not hard for you to think of things that you don't like about yourself. Um, here is the good news. Um, God is completely aware of not only the things that we've done wrong, but the things that we don't like about ourselves. Um, he's completely aware of those things. And here's the good news of the gospel. He knows all those things and still welcomes us. He knows all those things and still invites us to his table, into a relationship with him. So, I think that's kind of one of the themes of what I'm just about to read. So let me read it, and then we'll we'll spend a little time thinking about it and, and, and finding some encouragement. All right, so Romans chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Romans 4, 1. What then will we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, was found, has found? Um, what did Abraham discover? That's what Paul's asking. Verse 2. If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now to the one who works, pay is not credited as a gift, but as something owed. But to the one who does not work, but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous, his faith is credited for righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the person to whom God credits righteousness apart from the works, blessed are those whose lawless acts are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the person who the Lord will never charge with sin. Okay, so um, just to summarize really quick, like Paul's making a pretty um, important and very, um, like, I guess theological point about Jesus. And I think the point Paul's trying to make is that he's not some new 
message, like the, the message Jesus is bringing, the reality that Jesus is bringing of salvation, like rescue from sin and, and, and a good relationship with God, like, like restoring people to God, that, that message is actually not exactly brand new because righteousness has always been given to people by God through faith, not through performance, not through good deeds, not through works. Does that make sense? So he's saying, that's why he goes back to Abraham. He's saying even Abraham was just, even before Moses came, Abraham was justified by faith, not by works. Okay, so um, what does this result in? Well, it results in being forgiven for sin. Blessed are those whose lawless acts are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the person who the Lord will never charge with sin. And how do we receive this? Well, Paul's been making this case all along. Not through our performance, not through getting our act together, not through anything that we do. If we're justified by those things, that justification, that, that right standing with God is very flimsy. Because for me, I do really good one day and really poorly the next. One day I feel like I have my life and my thoughts and, and my intentions in order, and the next day I'm a complete wreck. And the same is probably true of you. And if that's the case, then we need to give careful thought to what Paul's saying here. These words are for us. They're good news for you and they're good news for me. And that good news is that um, God invites you, period, to his table and offers you forgiveness. And it's not by your works. It's not by your performance. Um, it's by grace, meaning it's a gift. So um, if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. He can brag about how well he's done against other people, but he can't brag about that to God. Why? Because God is perfect. Why? Because God um, isn't easily impressed with our feats. But what God is impressed with, um, or, or what, what, what does move God, is his own self-giving, self-sacrificing love that's best expressed to us through Jesus Christ. So who gets to be in a relationship with God? The one who does not work, but believes him who declares the ungodly to be righteous. His faith is credited for righteousness. Last week I talked about this a little bit before, but this free righteousness that's offered in Jesus um, is not like a free pass to just live however you want. Um, God is serious about getting us to a place where we're embodying and living out the righteousness of Jesus in the real world, that we're embodying his values, his perspective, his intention. So when I talked about intention earlier, like I was sort of joking about it, but I think it is like a beautiful thing, isn't it? Isn't it a really beautiful thing that some people for the new year, like their goal was to have to live with more intentionality and focus? To have an intention of being a more loving person. Like maybe uh, your intention was kindness. Like you just want to be kinder to your friends and family. Maybe your intention was like, this year I'm going to be more present. What a beautiful thing to do to make it a goal um, to live with a greater intentionality of being present with your family. Like being available to your kids. That was, to be honest with you, was one of my intentionalities for this for this year. And listen, like I've already messed it up. <laughs> I've already messed up that intention. But guess what? Tomorrow and the rest of today is another opportunity to be more available to my kids, to be more present with my wife, to, despite my horribly, horribly busy schedule, 
to notice them, to see their needs, to love them, to spend time with them, to listen to them. And guess what? Today's a new day for you to live out. There's an opportunity today for you to live out what you're already declared to be. You're already declared to be righteous. And you see what happens when we know um, that we're already righteous? It takes the pressure off. It empowers us. The gospel is incredibly empowering. It frees us from slavery to self to live for the glory of God and the good of our neighbor and the good of the world. So you want to live with more intentionality. Um, listen, Jesus is already taking care of your sin. All the ways that you failed, all the ways you're disappointed with yourself, all the ways you've disappointed others, that's already been forgiven in Christ. So you can step into the rest of today and tomorrow with the knowledge that you are accepted, you are loved, you are forgiven. And what does that then do? It empowers you to live for today and for tomorrow with confidence, knowing you're forgiven, knowing you have so much to offer the people around you. Um, so, uh, yeah, you've already messed up on 2023, but guess what? Um, you haven't messed up yet on the rest of today and tomorrow, and you can live in the reality that you are forgiven, you are loved, and when you do, you'll realize something about yourself that's really beautiful and good. You'll realize that the love you've received in Jesus empower and already you have so much to offer but the love you have received in jesus empowers you to give so much to the people around you you have so much to offer you have so much potential to be an encouragement to the people around you You have so much potential to love them and serve them you have so much potential to help them find purpose and joy in christ let's ask god to help us embody that love in our relationships in our actions and our thoughts this week Thanks for your time. See you again next week.